Don't miss it today because he's here. Amen. Amen. Well, happy new year. I wanted to get up here and go, happy new year. But, you know, in his presence, something shifts. So happy new year. Who is ready for 2022? Amen. Well, it's Vision Sunday, and um, I always like to go revisit last year's Vision Sunday before we begin writing this year's Vision Sunday. Um, and last year we said, you made it! Because we came out of a year of um, lockdown, quarantine, no toilet paper, LOL, right? Um, but I want to say to you today, again, you made it again. I'm just telling you from the people that I've talked to in this last year, they're down. They're depressed. They're burnt out. They don't know their next step. They're frustrated with their family. They're frustrated with themselves. And they just are a little fearful of what 2022 will hold. Y'all have seen the meme, 19, 2019 broke me, tw no, 2020 broke me, uh, 2021, I don't remember, and 2022, I'm coming back, I think. Um, but we've all been in a place of just like, what's next, right? Well, at Big Church, we've also had a lot of challenges this past year. Obviously, obviously, we're all still fighting the effects of COVID, right? Um, heck, your pastors had it in the busiest time of the year, right before Christmas, and we were like, what is going on? Um, so we're still fighting the effects of that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're real vulnerable around here. We lost a lot of great staff members last year. Some moved away. Lots moved away. Have, well, not, yeah, three of our staff members moved away to other, other states last year. And we lost staff members because they had to get a better job, a better paying job. And then there is a decline in church being a priority in America today. I think in the world today. Like, oh, church, oh, I, I may go and check it off my list. But the desire and the priority to make church so important the way that God has asked us to do has caused a decline in church attendance, not just here at Big Church. I'm just saying we're talking about Big Church today. It's everywhere. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, The Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, looks at the discouragement, looks at, at decline, looks at fear, looks at all that. But the Lord... He looks at the heart. If we look at the outward ap appearance, we're going to get pretty discouraged, right? You know your job. You know your family. You know yourself. You might get a little discouraged. 
But if we look the way Christ looks, if we become more Christ-like, we begin to look at people's hearts. And when you look at people's hearts, you can look past everything else. Because I, when you know somebody's heart, you know when they're acting out of character, amen? You know that there must be something going on in their life that causes a difference in their actions. You know, um, we, as the church, get to be the answer. The local church is the hope of the world, and we can't forget that, that it's Jesus living through us that allows us to be the hope to people out there. It's not us against them. It's us getting in here, getting filled out, up so that we can be that hope to others. So welcome to Vision 2022. Staying where we're at, even in life, even as a church, or even standing still cannot be an option, anything that you do. Because you always have to be forward thinking, you always have to have a mind for the future, and that's what you, what Vision Sunday is usually all about. So I wanna be, I wanna celebrate, and I wanna be thankful for all the good that happened last year. You know, we, ought, we, we can get uh, kind of down and depressed around the holidays or something, but I wanna look back on this and sh tell you some things that happened last year that were really good at this church and in the lives of people around here. We made two great hires. Amy, who is taking a picture in front of us right now of me right now. Make sure you get my good side. I don't really have one. I have to turn around to do that. But uh, Amy is awesome. She does great with our social media. She does great with videos and graphics. And one day I often, I often tease with her all the time. And I was like, Amy, I really don't know what all you do, but... Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you. And then one day she took her notebook and she kind of turned it. No, she didn't do it, do it to me. She just turned it around and it was like 19 lines long of everything that she does. So Amy was a great hire for us and she takes care of all of that stuff. And Pastor Johnny, where are you at over there? Made a, come on. If you all don't know Johnny, you need to get to know Johnny because Johnny is awesome. Uh, so, I mean, uh, he was a great one. He is uh, so organized. <sighs> he is so good with systems. <sighs> you know, he, uh, so good at sending emails that I read occasionally. I'm kidding. He, he sends one with stars on it says, you better read this one. But uh, he's also our pa uh, prayer pastor, and we thank him so much for putting together the team and, and doing the thing. We just have a, have a great staff. And Hey, how about the thrift store opening this year in June? Come on. It has employed several people. I was going to have y'all stand, but if y'all want to stand, who, who has been employed or who has been a part of volunteering in the thrift store? Stand up right now. Come on, right now, stand up fast. I got Uncle Cletus sitting back there in his, in his overalls. But... Um, you know, that shows that we're not only giving to the community, we're giving to our own church community. So we are so thankful for each and every one who has served uh, over there, whether you've been paid, and we've had a lot of people volunteer, so it's been great. Listen, we've given away over $20,000, over $20,000 to local and global ministries. Come on, somebody. Come on. 
Come on, somebody. That's huge. And not only that, we've impacted our community. We've, we've impacted the people around us. You can't tell you the stories of, of people just talking to them over there and hearing their stories and coming over here and getting a bag of groceries to a lady who was crying in the middle of the thing. You know, those are the things that we have impacted uh, this community, man. We have also have a new outreach coordinator, Bianca Griffin. Will you stand up? Okay, now she's going to give a speech. Now she said barely, I almost stand up. But um, thank you, for, uh, Bianca, for stepping into that. And we've, we've already done uh, three outreaches. We've got more planned for the next year. But uh, they did the nursing home card outreach. I mean, those people really needed some hope. And they need someone to, it's good to get a letter or a card uh, sometimes when your family may be far away or maybe non-existent. We did a homeless coat drive. We went down there, uh, we went down there and gave away over 50 coats. We gave also gloves, scarves, anything, we, uh, hats, everything we did, we, we gave that away. And we had food for families. How about we just did that in the last little bit? The girls won. She stole my note here. But that was pretty fun, them cheating. And uh, I don't know, you know, I wasn't there for the whole count. Johnny, were you there? Anyway. He said, we, the ladies did win, but it was fun. We were able to do that, and we're going to be able to help. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine that uh, the, all the tornado victims are going on right now. He says they have an abundance of stuff right now, like just so much stuff. But they said, let's wait about a month or, uh, or two, and let's see, how, you know, see what else they're going to need in the future. So we're still going to be sending some stuff out there, the, some of the food we had left over and other things too. So uh, here we are today. Proverbs 29, 18, we've got a little Bible in this for you. This is the King James Version, the most holy Bible. Um, the, the Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Let's read the Message Bible, which is not as holy, but it's still the Bible. Proverbs 29, 18 says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. I'm going to read another Bible scripture here for you. It's Habakkuk 2, 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. Why? So that they may run who reads it. Vision needs to be clear so you can run when you read it. But the vision, it can't be just mine and Pastor Mindy's vision. It has to be our vision for it to work. You know, because as I said in culture today, this is not our church. This is our church. We need each and every one of us to get involved with, it, with the vision that God's taking us. You know, there's no us without you. A vision does three things. It cancels confusion and gives us a clear focus, right? Because when we know where we're going, we know what we're doing. And if we don't know what we're doing, we know what we need to learn so that we can do what we're supposed Amen. to do. It also helps us to see what could be and not what is. Vision is faith, right? It's not happening yet. It hasn't happened yet. It is a vision for the future, and it gives us faith. The third thing that it does is it helps us to endure all, everybody say all, all. obstacles with hope. So in 2022, we are going to do two things 
rebuild and recommit. In rebuild, I want to use the story of Nehemiah to challenge us on how to rebuild. Y'all, I'm going to be hitting high points. He's got a whole book of the Bible that I'm going to challenge you to read and study during the 21-day fast. So please do not hold my high points as the whole story because it's not. There's more. Um, but I'm just going to be summarizing some parts. Nehemiah said, heard that the walls of Jerusalem had been broken down for a half of a century. Now, can you imagine your house if the walls were broken down for a half of a century? No. These tornado victims, I'm sure, like, I want my walls of my house rebuilt, right? Um, but can you imagine that? You see a wall around a city, a temple, or a people is not safe broken down. Things get in that cause issues. And Nehemiah, he couldn't believe it. And it saddened him so much that he broke down in tears and began, began to fast and pray. And maybe practically in your life, you've broken down this last year. You've maybe cried tears. I have. There's been, like losing my mom, I did not realize how much that would affect me for more than a year, you know? And, um, but now is our time to fast and to pray for the strategy to rebuild. Then we've got to do the work. It's not enough to hear from the Lord. We can't be hearers. We've got to become doers of what we hear the Lord say. So what happened when Nehemiah started rebuilding the walls? God helped him succeed. You know, big church is God's church, and he's looking for us saying, will you rebuild? Will you be a part? You know, we have to pray like it all depends on us, but we've got to work like it, or pray like it all depends on God, but we've got to work like it all depends on us. Then God will do what he did for Nehemiah. He will rebuild. Listen, what happened is people from other tribes and other nations began to come and get in line with other people to rebuild the wall. It wasn't just Nehemiah's people. It was people from all over. And that's what's going to happen when we take this seriously and we begin to rebuild. Then people from the north end are going to come. People from the south end are going to come. People from the east and the west and other cities and states. And they're going to be a part of what God wants to accomplish here. And guess what? As they were rebuilding the wall, opposition came. But what did Nehemiah and the people do? They didn't go, oh my gosh. We're in trouble. We're not going to rebuild the wall. No, they had a sword in one hand to fight the opposition, and they worked with the other. 
And I believe that's where God is calling us today. And listen to Nehemiah 6, 15 and 16. It says, so on October 2nd, the wall was finished just 52 days after we had begun. When our enemies and the surrounding nations heard it, they were frightened and humiliated. They realized this work had been done with the help of our God. And that's what God is going to do with our yes. So who's ready to rebuild? Come on. Come on. Amen. The way we rebuild, y'all, I got so passionate. I broke my nail. <laughs> Good thing it didn't fall off. Um, but so uh, the way that we rebuild is, you guys, prayer has to become our priority. It should be the thing that we turn to and do all day without ceasing. And I hope you guys are planning on joining us for the 21-day fast. And I hope you're planning on being here Wednesday night for the first prayer, community prayer of the new year. But prayer has to become the thing that we do first priority. Second thing, we got to get in our word. We gotta get in our word. Amanda Pennington sent me a text. Um, I think it was the end of November. It might have been the first of December, but you know, COVID brain, I don't remember. And um, she said, I think our church should read the Bible in a year. I said, I think that's a great idea. Now, I am a day late, because holidays, <laughs> I've only got one day and it's January 2nd. So I'll get caught up, but if you're gonna do it, let me just tell you, Try to read every single day because when you get behind, it's no joke. Right, Lisa Miles? <laughs> we did that two or three years ago, and it was like, whew, we're going to stay on top of it from now on. We've got to invite people to come to church with us because if we love Jesus, we want others to love Jesus, right? And, and I'll tell you, I know you can do this because you proved it at Christmas. We brought people to come experience the hope of the world. And we've got to have conversations that matter, you guys. We've got to have the conversations that we need to have. And you got to get in a crew. Right, Jack and Janie? Got to get in a crew. Because they build people, they build community, and they build other leaders from that. And that's what builds the church, you guys? There's going to be several crews that you can sign up and get to be and be a part of that. This is your year if you've not done that. So who, again, is ready to rebuild? Who is ready to do their part? Amen. Well, you're going to get a lot of some of the same things said here just in a minute because we kind of reiterated ourselves a little bit, but... 2022, we're going to, the next word we're looking at is we're going to recommit. And I know this sounds like a, a, a lot of, but as we were singing over here, the Lord was just kind of impressing on my heart to, you know, even personally, you know, we've just got to recommit ourselves to being who God has called us to be. Not who he's called us to be, but actually Christians. We have to recommit ourselves and everything. But Psalms 37, 5 says this, it says, commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. So Craig Rochelle says this, when a leader gets better, everyone gets better. 
but replace the word leader with I. When I get better, everything else gets better. And when I get, if I get bad, everything else is going to get bad on the same thing. And let me just tell you, sometimes personal assessments are really hard. Sometimes looking at our lives and not trying to excuse everything away. Sometimes I'm bad about excusing things away of this, that, and the other. But there's a time when I think you have to recommit and you have to reevaluate where you're going. And this is not just a 2022 rah-rah to tell you. This is something that we're looking for to not just go past 21 days of fasting and prayer. But we're asking you to recommit ourselves. to. So we have to ask the questions. How is my spiritual life? Do I even have a spiritual life outside of coming to church is there anything other that we do and I'm not saying this I'm I've been very introspective with myself over the last little bit here and asking myself do, is, is church all that I get or is church all that we do on Sunday because if it is it's not going to fulfill the thing that you need in your life if this is all you get this is just a nugget a Chick-fil-a nugget over here this is just a nugget on Sunday you got to go to the Ruth Chris Sunday. and huh? the, last the last Sunday for nuggets. Oh, Lord, you and Chick-fil-A closed today anyway. But you know what? You've got to start getting a Ruth Chris, Chris, did I say it right? On Monday. And that's getting deeper and deeper into the word. And she said a minute ago, how much do you spend time with Jesus? And, and do you truly pray about everything and without ceasing? I read that one time. I was like, what are you supposed to do? Walk around all day long saying, Jesus, 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 uh, help me, Lord. Jesus. No, it's called being in an attitude of prayer all day long. Instead of flipping someone off, you need to wave at them, tell them Jesus loves you. That's really what an attitude of prayer is. It's an attitude that we carry all day long with us. We have to recommit to church. Are you making church a priority? Hebrews 10, 25 tells us that, you don't have this one, sorry, tells us that we should not forsake the assemblings of together, assembling of ourselves together. In other words, that means don't, don't drop out and don't make church not a priority. You got to cut, not because, listen, if you're, if you're looking for a perfect church, this ain't it. If you're looking for perfect pastors, well, I ain't it. She's closer than I am. But... Church is important to God. It's the bride of Christ. So we need to start making it a priority. And I was reading an article that was talking about how children nowadays, and I saw all these little kids lined up back here getting ready to get checked in. It's such a priority to your children to get them in, in a church atmosphere. You know, because they need to learn at that age. I can tell you there's been so many things that I've carried over into my adulthood because I learned it on a felt board. Can I get an amen on that one? I learned it in Sunday school. I learned the story. So it's important to him to get your kids in church. First Wednesday night is this Wednesday night. This Wednesday night, on first Wednesday night, I'm saying that twice, we usually have about 15 to 25 people come to prayer. We have prayer every first Wednesday night. That's the third time I said it. I'm trying to, sometimes you got to say it eight times. I won't say it eight times, except for the seven times, seven times. What would happen if 15 to 25 people turned into 50 to 75 people, what if this whole, what if we all showed up and we prayed together in unity? What if we made this a priority? I'm telling you, I believe God would do way more than what he's doing right now. 
We have to recommit ourselves to the word, as she just said, going deeper. We want to start a third Wednesday night, third Wednesday night service, and it just be a Bible teaching service. Who would come? Okay. Well, that's in the plans right now because we need to go deeper. We have so many people that say, I need more than just Sunday. Then it's going to be your responsibility to come on that third Wednesday night to get a teaching. We have to recommit ourselves in fasting. And I know us and every other church is fasting right now. Everybody fasts in January, the first 21 days. But there's a lot of things about fasting that you hear right now, even in the word. Inter intermittent fasting. When is the best way to do it? And is it good for weight loss? Or is it good for your health? And, but today, I want to talk to you about a spiritual fast and let you know what that is. I remember when we first started, we first started ministry, we fasted all the time. I mean, I look back on some pictures and say, man, we need to fast more. But we fasted all the time, and we believed God. You know why? Because we, we weren't comfortable, and we needed God to move for, uh, in our lives and in the ministry. But, you know, what a spiritual fast does, it's a physical fast. It takes the focus off of food, and it puts our focus on our faith. Come on, if you've got to give up a cheeseburger, you've got to give up a nugget, you've got to give up something, you need to replace it with thoughts that God puts into you. Why should we fast? Sometimes you just need a refreshing in your life. A fast helps you to regain and renew your faith. Sometimes you need to fast just because you're seeking a sense of purpose or direction. Maybe you just don't know which way to go or where to go. And sometimes when you're in that particular mindset, God can get through to you more clearly. Maybe you're struggling with a major life choice. Maybe you want to make a choice in something. Let's try fasting. Let's not just put away food and say, well, uh, I'm not eating or I'm not doing this. Let's really dig into where God wants us to go. And mostly what it does, it makes you in tune with the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit over the next couple weeks, but sometimes fasting is for drastic measures. There's a story in the Bible where they, you got to sit in the seat, I'll stay here. Uh, they bring a, uh, the man brings his son to Jesus. And he's been demon-possessed ever since he was a child. And, I mean, this was not just any possession. This demon was trying to kill him, throw him in the fire, throw him in the water. And the father brings the son to Jesus and said, Hey, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cast it out. Sometimes this man was desperate because this was his son's life. But he said, I brought him to your disciples, and they were not successful. Jesus said, No, bring him here to me. And he, he talked to the demon, and he cast him out. And here's what I like, the rest of it says, he not only cast him out, but he told him never to return again. So many times uh, we need drastic measures for the present moment, but sometimes we need something to never return again. Mark 9, 28 says this, And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately and says, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind, listen to this, this kind could come out by nothing more than nothing but prayer and fasting. Many times in the Bible, there were there, a fast was called. God moves when we sacrifice. God moves when we are obedient to him. He was about to destroy a whole city of Nineveh when Jonah walked through the town. And all they did, they started praying and they started fasting and God spared that. It says here, God changed his mind. 
So many times we can change God's mind with our actions. Esther prayed for her people, and it saved all of her people. And Israel, for, uh, for prayer and fasting, was released from captivity. We have been cho- we've chosen the Daniel fast. And many, uh, over the last three or four years, people are like, what in the world is all in that? Well, we ask our staff to do that, and we'll ask you to join us. And listen, if you don't know what that is, Eric, there's a lot of information out there that tells you what you can eat, what you can't eat, what you should stay away from. But we're going to ask you, go ahead. Pinterest is my friend. Pinterest is, I'm never on it. So Even on Daniel Fasting, it's tons of information. There's a, you know, we're going to ask you to choose this. If you choose not to do the Daniel Fast with us, we're going to ask you to choose a meal or choose a day of the week or choose a time to fast and i'm not gonna there's a lot of things about it's setting a soup setting aside food now listen if you don't eat breakfast don't fast breakfast i'm gonna fast sweets well i don't even eat sweets well that's not a fast what you have to do the sacrifice cannot be easy when you do a fast you know spiritual fasting is deeply personal don't look miserable while you're on the fast. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. I am so hungry. I've got this fast going on and I'm about to die. You're not about to die. It's only a day here, so you will not die. You'll not starve to death, I promise you. The Bible says what you need to do is wash your face. Ladies, put on your makeup. Get yourself ready to go and don't let everyone else know what you're doing. Now, obviously, we're going to be fasting as a church. You're going to know that. And, and again, I don't want to hear any grumbling. Oh, my gosh, I didn't eat this today. And I haven't got any. Oh, I really can't wait to eat meat. Well, you can wait 21 days. But spend time. If you're, not, if you're fasting, you have to spend time praying, reading, and listen to this one, listening. So many times we pray and so many times we make our petitions, but... God, during this time of fasting, really wants to be able to download something into you. And so many times I think we've just got to get to a point where we're just bending our ear to God and say, God, what are you saying? But the benefits, listen, fasting without prayer is a diet. Fasting without prayer is a diet, so prayer is very essential. But what are the benefits of fasting? Well, it's, it gives you clarity. Listen, I'm talking about not just spiritual clarity, but your mind I, after we, we, we would do a 21-day fast, and I started eating sugar and all that stuff again, I was like, why in the world did I do that again to myself? Because after about three or four days, you just get a clarity. You start seeing things a little bit different. You get a cleansing. You get a renewal, and you get energy and health. But here, what are the benefits of corporate fasting? It makes you more sensitive to the Spirit. Today, I sense the Spirit of God in this place. It makes you more sensitive to what God is doing. And we want a place, we want a church to be led by the Spirit. Yeah, we want to have a plan and we want to have a, the, the songs that we're going to sing, but we also want God to do what He's going to do in the service. I want people, when they walk in here, not to just have a feeling. I want to see people's lives transformed when they walk in this place. It also promote, promotes unity. We're better together. We're better together. And even prayer becomes more powerful. Listen to this. It also increase, increases our reach. Acts 13, 2 and 3. It says, One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for this special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting, 
and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. And you know what they do? By commissioning them, they reached the whole world at that time. Our church needs to be fasting for clarity, for strategy, and growth to rebuild what's broken there. Our second uh, focus for this year is a continuation from last year. Um, we are going to continue to build families. Um, we grew last year our families. We grew the kids. Um, and it's so, so exciting to see what God is doing in big kids and through families. So we're going to do this by one doing more marketing on social media because this past year we've done a lot of experimenting, testing the waters, and time and time again, social media is the best way to reach people. So uh, we're going to be doing that. The second thing is we're going to be doing more events like Breakfast with Santa and our Trunk or Treat, which were both wildly successful. Y'all, over 800 community members, either big church or around, came to Trunk or Treat. 800. And obviously we weren't here because of COVID, but uh, Breakfast with Santa, I heard nothing but great things about Breakfast with Santa. Y'all look like you had a great time. Uh, so we're going to do more things like that, activities that are fun for the whole family. Not just the kids, not just the adults, not just the grandparents, but we can all come together and build that family unit. And just so you know, we want to hear from you. If you're a parent, what do you wish you would have had when your kids were growing up? Or your, uh, your, your kids are young now. What do you want to see? Because if you want it or wanted it, you'll be able to speak to uh, about uh, from other parents that are going to want it. <laughs> our third focus is we're going to try to grow our staff this year. Listen, let me tell you what. We have a great staff right now. They are they do an awesome job. And when we were down for those, it felt like we were down for like three months, to be honest with you. If you miss, miss a few Sundays and we didn't have church last week, I, I tell people, I said, I feel like I was gone from church for like six months. But they did a great job stepping in and, and taking Give care. it up for our staff. Yeah, come on. Let's give it up. Amen. So good. So, so good. good. So they really stepped it up. And... Um, but listen, what I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be very honest today. We're going to need more full-time staff members to accomplish this vision. Um, it's hard to do this on a part-time thing, and we need to be able to people that are actually working this job and it be their priority job. You know, we possibly need to get some benefits to get some people to come in here too. So we're really going to uh, push to try to have a full, full, full package staff. Yes, that sounds good, Johnny. Good job. And, um, and what that's going to do is that's going to just take, I'm not going to be honest, I'm just going to be honest with you, uh, it's going to take an increase in our giving and our tithing. We've already had people to, um, it's, it's up from last year, but uh, we've already had some people said they're going to commit to giving more in this new year. And I'm going to challenge you, I know we talk about, you know, I'm going to challenge you to put God to the test, because that's what, that's what he says. He says, test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You know, I've talked to some people who've done, who are going to do that. And if you've not started tithing and giving, start somewhere. Start putting, you know, start, start putting your faith out there. And if you are, are giving right now and you're a tither, let God stretch you this year. 
let's build our team and our people this year. What you focus on, you're going to see. So this year, we're gonna, we're, we want to see more lives being transformed in 2022. We want to see prodigals coming home. Somebody you've been praying for is going to come home this year. Somebody you've been believing for is going to come home this year. Listen, we obviously want growth in numbers, and we want to see this place filled. But we also want we want to see growth in depth, too, going into a different place uh, of spiritually we want to expand our territory and our influence. And, of course, we want our finances and our provision to, to grow. But we have to understand there are things that we can't do, but there are things that God can do. God can do all things if we believe. But this vision has to be our vision. So if you can see what we've presented today, we want you to stand if you want to be a part of that. So I have just a few questions for you. You can go ahead and get the lights. Who's ready to give God your 100%? You're ready to risk it all as Ashley spoke about this morning. Who's ready to step into your calling at a greater level, your purpose at a greater level? Who's ready to be a part of every little part of what God's calling you to? If that's you, as we close this service, we want to stand united right up front, all of us, together. You can link arms or you can just stand shoulder to shoulder. And because we're really bad at this, um, I'm just going to challenge you to go all the way up because we want every single person that wants to be a part to fill this front area. Not anybody in the aisles, but come on down. Come on, come on, come on. But he brought me 